when God created the heavens and the earth, on the third day, He created seed. On the third day. Please say with me, on the third day. And it's no coincidence. It's not just because God didn't have something to do on the third day. There's, some, there's three things that seed does. Number one, seed dies. Number two, seed resurrects. Number three, seed multiplies. Now the Bible says that God said to Satan in the Garden of Eden, what did he say? He said, the seed of the woman shall bruise your head. What people don't understand, when you have seed in your hand, seed bruises the spirit of poverty, the spirit of lack. Come on now. Now, when, when, when Jesus came as seed, you know what he did? He died. He resurrected. And he multiplied. How did he multiply? Through the body of Christ. Through the church of Jesus Christ. So, in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, they slaughtered 250,000 lambs every single year that pointed to the cross. It pointed towards Calvary. Say with me, towards Calvary. So, when, when they, they made sacrifices unto Calvary, unto what the Lord is going to do. Do you know what I love about the Bible in the New Testament? Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 4, something happened. Acts chapter 2, they were saved. Acts chapter 3, they were healed. Acts chapter 4, they were supernaturally blessed. You didn't get that. So what happened was, in the book of Acts, they gave offerings and sacrifices like the body of Christ has never yet seen. Why? They gave in victory. So what you need to understand is when you sow an offering, you sow for victory. In other words, what you say is, thank God for the victory that has won for me on Calvary. Now we don't sow towards Calvary, we sow because of Calvary. Shout hallelujah. Now I want to read your scripture, Mark chapter 12, 41. Now Jesus sat opposite the treasury, and he saw how people put money into the treasury. And many who were rich put in much. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites, which makes quadrants. And he said, so he called his disciples to himself, and he said to them, Assuredly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given into the treasury. For they all put in out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty put in all that she had, her whole livelihood. Aline said to me something very profound this morning. She said, if you find it in scripture, you'll find out that woman is bigger givers than men. You will always find that woman bless Jesus Christ. All right, let's try the ladies to help me out in this place. It was a woman that sustained Elijah. It was a woman that sustained Elisha. It was ladies, woman that, that blessed Jesus Christ out of their abundance. It was a woman that broke open the alabaster flask. It was a woman that the gospel was preached to the very first time. It was a woman that sat at his feet weeping and drying her tears over here. Where's the woman in this place? You know, I thought they're going to throw me with chocolates and shout hallelujah. It's women that believe God. Come on. It's women that break themselves open and say, Lord, here is my heart. Our men can learn from women. So here the Bible says Jesus sat and he observed how people were giving. I've got bad news and I've got good news. He's still doing the same today. He's still watching you. Giving into his treasury. And he said that he saw rich people give a lot. And he said, they didn't move me. Didn't move me. What moved me was when this widow came and she gave out of her lack. She gave all that she had. He said, that moves me. Listen, you can have 10 million rand in your bank account and sow 500,000 doesn't mean anything to God. Or you can have a thousand rand in your bank account and you sow 500 rand and the Lord says, here it is. Amen. They got my heart. Amen. Amen. Now, I, 
I see a lot of people when it comes to offerings. <laughs> but the lovers of God, yes, they can't wait. It's impossible to say you love and you're not a sower. Impossible. Shout hallelujah if you're with me. I'm going to get into the word of God this morning. I want you to, to hear me very quickly. We either believe the whole word of God or we don't believe the word at all. Every single thing in the, in the scripture is for me and it's for you today. It still has an effect for us today. This is the reason why it's in the Bible. I want to throw something out. Take it, leave it, take it. Psalm 91 is still for me and for my house today. And so a lot of people ask me, what about the coronavirus? And you know, people are, are running around and fearing. Churches are closing down right now. Let me just quickly tell you. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abnego heard that there's a law that if you worship any other gods, we'll throw you in a furnace of fire. What did they do? Did they put on masks and say, we're out of here. And when everything is settled, we come back. They said, do what you must. But we will not bow down to a dead God. Throw us into the furnace of fire. Do whatever you must. But we're going to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Now I understand that you can only give people what you have. You can't give people what you don't have. This is why I want to tell you this morning. That I believe in the resurrected power of Jesus Christ. I believe He still heals. Come on, He still saves. He still delivers. If you believe that, give Jesus a great shout of praise. I want to ask you to open your Bibles with me to the book of Psalm 91. I'm going to do a couple of things this morning and combine it into one sermon. And I, I really do believe he's going to bless you out of your socks. I'm going to go into Acts 28 as well. Read a couple of scriptures, teach a little bit. And then I'm going to get right into the preaching. Because I feel a preaching anointing coming down on me very quickly. <coughs> Hallelujah. Now it says, he who dwells, by the way, I want to pause there quickly. He who dwells, the scripture teaches me, what, what, does, what, is, what, is, what does it mean to dwell somewhere? It's a dwelling place, place of habitation. What people do, just quickly, bottom your eyes. People take fear and they build a camp and they live with fear. If people fear God like they fear the coronavirus, this whole world will be saved. They, you know, they, they buy up toilet paper like crazy. <laughs> You didn't get that. They buy up toilet papers. You know, they, they empty the shops because of the coronavirus. My Bible teaches me I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Never. Are you the righteous of God or are you not the righteous of God? So if you are the righteous of God in this, in this place and under the sound of my voice and around the world, it means that God will not forsake you. No coronavirus will take you out. By the way, the coronavirus is not the Alpha and the Omega. Jesus Christ is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the author of life. You better hear me right now. Satan will not take you out because of no disease. Did you know the coronavirus has a name? But did you know that there's a name above every other name? In other words, coronavirus, the name coronavirus, must submit under one name, and that name is Jesus Christ. If you believe it, put your hands together and say, there's no one like Jesus Christ. So he who dwells in the secret place, I always say the secret place because there's few that find it. A secret place of the Most High shall abide, you shall stay, you will remain under the shadow of the Almighty. Go on. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. Amen. Not hand sanitizers. Yeah. 
viper. He is my refuge and he is my fortress. My God in whom I will trust. Surely, say surely. Shout surely. Shout surely. He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you, my God. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. He shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid. Let me prophesy this. I will not be afraid. You and your house shall not be afraid of the terror by night. Oh, come on. Nor of the arrow that flies by day. Nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness. Nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand. Shout a thousand. By the way, that's how God counts. God counts in thousands. I want to declare this right now in the name of Jesus Christ. God counts by thousands. I declare what Deuteronomy 1 says that God will bring increase in a thousand times over your life in the name of Jesus Christ. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand. People don't read this, but it shall not come near you. I thought that one, I thought that one's going to get people on their on the feet. I thought that one's going to get people running around the aisles. It says, it will not come near me. I don't care what CNN says. If you fear, if listen, stop watching news. If you have to listen to news, if you feel there's a desire that you need to hear the news, all right, just do something. Listen to the good news. Get your face in the book of God. Get your face in the word of God. And say, it will not come near. Yes. So what about what the Bible says in the last days, periods, and times will come. It will not come near me. What, so what about the, the food shortage? It will not come near me. Lord, but what about the water shortage? It will not come near me. It will not come near me. But who's this, who's this guy? Let me tell you why. I'm, I'm royalty. When we step in, the coronavirus must bow its knee. We will not bow our knees. I want to say this to every mocker out there that says, Go into the places and pray for the sick. Send us there, we'll go. It's time when we believe the word of God fully, or we don't believe the word of God at all. Maybe try to get that across to you. If it's written in the Bible, I believe it, and that settles it by the power of God. The whole land was afraid for Goliath until one man showed up. His name was David. My question is, where is the Davids today? It says we are not afraid of the dinner by night. I've got a few people's attention there. Shall you look and see what the reward of who? Not the righteous, the reward of the wicked. What does it mean? It means everything I read will come onto the wicked. You don't get that. It will not come near the righteous. He says the wicked will receive that reward. It means that they will fear the terror by night. They will fear the plagues that come in. A thousand will fall on them. Ten thousand will come against them. But not to you. 
Why? Because you're the righteousness of God. I have made the Lord my dwelling place, my place of refuge, my secret place. If you serve God faithfully, borrow me your eyes before I'm going to continue reading this. If you serve God faithfully, I guarantee you this, and I give you my word before the Lord, you'll have to fear about nothing. You serve the Lord faithfully, that's all you need to do. God will prove himself. You don't have, even have to prove the word. John G. Lake came to South Africa many, many years ago. And there was an epidemic in, in the world, a virus that, that, that killed thousands in the streets of Johannesburg. And you know what happened? They prayed for people. And as people foamed from the mouth, those germs sat upon his hands. Doctors will take a microscope to inspect the germs on his hand, the virus on his hand. And as they see it under the microscope, it dies in his hands. He dies in his hands. Now, my God is not a respecter of man. If he can use John G. Lake in that way, he can use you in that way. The only difference between John G. Lake and many of us is he believed the word of God completely. He didn't worry what the fake news says, what CNN says. He believed that if I abide under the shadow of the Almighty, my eyes will always see it, but it will not come near me, for I am the righteous of God. Come on, if you believe that, put those hands together and give Jesus praise in this house. I'm going to need a, a few crazy people to this morning. Because let me tell you, we're going to stand in agreement and declare this, that the coronavirus is dying off. It's dying off. In the name of Jesus Christ. It is dying off. In the name of Jesus Christ. You filthy spirit, we curse you in Jesus' name. Let God's people go. Let me just quickly tell you, the fear that accompanies the virus is much bigger than the virus. The enemy wants people to fear. We will fear no evil. I said we will fear no evil. Faith and fear cannot stay in the same house. Hallelujah. Come on, you better repeat that thing. Somebody messaged me the other day. They said, what are we going to do about this virus? I said, you repeat that thing. That's what you do with that virus. We don't make it a kingdom out of it. There's only one king in this life. And Jesus Christ is his name. He's the king of kings. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. And he's the Lord of lords. Because, why? Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. Pause there. It says, I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. It says, I'm hidden in Christ. So if, if I make the Lord, my God, my dwelling place, in order for the devil to bring the coronavirus on me, it means that he must put the coronavirus on God. Yes. He's a loser. Oh, he didn't get that. No coronavirus, no TB, no, I can come close to God. Why? Because he's my refuge, he's my hiding place, he's my fortress, he's my time. Come on, he's the place I run to in the time of need. Hallelujah, that is where I dwell. And he says the wicked will receive these things, not the righteous. The righteous shall be protected. The righteous shall never be left alone. Come on, the righteous shall never hunger. You say coronavirus, everybody runs. You say Jesus Christ is coming back, nobody believes you. Hey, come on now. I'm getting somewhere today. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge. He was my refuge, I like that. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge. Even the most high, your dwelling place. Your place of comfort, your place of help. No evil. Oh, you please 
that again. No evil. One more time. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. But you don't understand. We have a weapon that the devil don't have. We have the blood of Jesus. When you apply the blood of Jesus, the angel of death will walk past. He will not come near your house. Shout no evil. Are you going to do better than that? No evil. Not even your dog will have coronavirus. Listen to this guy. I can tell you something about dogs. <laughs> My dog had, had uh, almost had bird flu. What, what do you call it? Cat grip. <laughs> Cat grip. <laughs> Woo! I'm just checking. <laughs> What's, what, what is Cat grip? Cat flu. Cheers. Cat flu. I knew it. I just wanted to know if they knew it. <laughs> So the, 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 the veterinarian said to me, he's dying, he's 50% chance, but he's like almost giving up. He said, so what do you think we have to do? I said, you do what you must do. You're not leaving my dog, I'm coming back. The next morning, I saw that English bulldog sat in the corner, didn't want to do much. I'm climbing into the cage. I grabbed him, he basically fell. I said, you're gonna live. I said, you cat creep, cat flu. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, let him go. He's alive. You all can testify the same thing. They wanted to they, they want to take the dog out. They said there's no hope for his dog. We prayed over that dog. Yes. He's alive, that dog. Amen. It shall not come near your animals. It will not come near your parrot. It will not come near your children. It will not come near your mother-in-law. It will not come near your father. It will not come near your parents. It will not come near your car. It will not come near your house. It will not come near next to you, it's okay to shout hallelujah. Please do that. Tell the person next to you, it's okay to believe the full word of God. No evil shall before you. Come on, just go. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. That means your house, it will not come near you. I don't know about your neighbors, but I declare you are sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ. I declare you are protected by the hand of Jesus Christ. They can say the whole street, Budgie Avenue, has got the bird flu, has got the coronavirus, has gotten the TB. You will not have it in the name of Jesus. I say this boldly. The word of God works or it don't, and it works. You apply the blood of Jesus, and you kick that devil to the curb. You better shout, no fear will come near my house. No fear will come near my mouth. Okay, so let's go on to the next one. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me. Therefore I will deliver him. You just love the Lord your God. And he will deliver you. Look at me, bottom of your eyes. You better love the Lord your God. And he will deliver you. He will keep you safe. I will set him on high. Because he has known my name. He shall call upon me. 
and his house and his children's children shall call upon me and I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble and I will deliver him and honor him. With long life. I want to say that again until it becomes a revelation. With long life. Let me say that again. With long life. Will satisfy him and show him my salvation. With what? Long life. Long life will I satisfy him. Did you know what the Bible says? He says, I will give my angels charge over you to protect you. Now let me just quickly say this free of charge. You can read it through the scriptures. You will not find a scripture that says, For God so loved the angels. You will not find a scripture that the, that the Bible says that God gave the angel to worship angels. Angels are ministering spirits sent forth from God's throne to help us, to aid us. To whom of the angels did he say, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool? He didn't say that to no angels. He said that to the Son of the living God, sit at my right hand. He didn't say that to angels. Hear me right now, people of God. You better hear me. Jesus Christ is not as much worried about the angels as he is with us. I don't need to have a dove fever to believe the angels are here. It is written, I will give my angels charge. hit you with some big knowledge that no, a lot of people don't even know this. When I say, I start to worship the Lord, what and who is around the throne of God right now? Angels. 24 elders. In other words, wherever the presence of God is, there's angels. Why? Because there's certain angels that protect us of the glory of God. So where the presence of God comes, there's angels that accompany that. In other words, every time that you come to this building in the springtime home, alone and the presence of God comes in there's angels I don't need to see a feather to believe there's an angel by the way let me just hit you get angry at me that's fine but an angel is a spirit being he doesn't shake let me try you this time oh the Lord was here how do you know this I see a sandal why is the Lord here because we're two or three gather in his name say I love the angels Martin he said I love you he didn't say that to the angels he said it about us we worry about the angel of fire and the angel of revival and the angel we don't care about Jesus if we lift him up he will draw all men unto him come on I want to get deep right now Lucifer was an angel. He was so stupid. He tasted the Son of God. And he said to him, bow before me and I'll give you all these kingdoms. You don't understand me right now. How do you tell the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? The scripture says the whole world and the fullness belongs to God. Okay, let me go a little bit further. Hallelujah. Can you feel the presence of the Lord? The Bible says if they knew who they crucified. Now, 
If they knew who they crucified, they would have never crucified the Lord of hosts. In other words, the angels, the Bible is clear on this, the angels don't even understand the gospel. The scripture says they look into our lives, how we preach the gospel. The only way they understand the gospel is through our lives. That's what the Bible says. Tell me, give me the scripture where the Bible says that God, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, reveals the secret things of God to angels. He doesn't say that. He says He reveals it to us, the hairs of salvation. Angels don't understand the deep things of God. What do they do? They just go and do what God tells them to do. Bishop, don't you pray to angels? No. I pray to their commander-in-chief. Lord, thank you, you send your angels. Can I go deeper? When Michael and Lucifer contended for the body of Moses, the Bible says, Michael said, he said, the Lord rebukes you. Now look at me quickly. They didn't say, I rebuke you. Michael can't tell the devil, I rebuke you. He has to say, the Lord rebukes you. Because he doesn't have, other, he doesn't have authority outside of that. But when I am under attack, I don't have to say, Satan, the Lord rebukes you. I say, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. No angel can say that. I can say that. You can say that. Am I speaking to somebody right now? Look at me right now. When Jesus Christ comes back, He doesn't come back as a lamb. He comes back with fire in His eyes and a sword in His hand. He comes back as mighty warrior. And we fear about viruses and diseases. Do you know who you serve? No angel can say amazing grace. Angels that sinned once are bound waiting for judgment. How many times have you fallen and come to the Lord and said, Lord, forgive me? And He forgives you. Yes, amen. Amen. He didn't say to any angels, let us make man in our image. God spoke to God. What do you mean? God the Father spoke to God the Spirit, God the Word. I'm not looking like an angel. Raise your feathers. This is why He didn't die for angels. Jesus didn't die for demons. He died his likeness. You better watch me and hear me right now. Stop putting an emphasis on angels and start putting an emphasis on Jesus Christ. We believe that the Lord sent angels to protect. I understand it 100%. But I want you to hear me right now. It was not Gabriel that hang on the cross and said it is finished. It was not Michael that has shed his blood on Calvary's cross. It was Jesus Christ that died for me. I will worship him and no other being. Show me one scripture that says angels will judge us. doesn't say that. It says we will judge them. You might quote the scripture in the book of Psalm. What is man that you are mindful of him? You made him a little bit lower than the angel. That word angel in the Hebrew says Elohim. You made him a little bit lower than the Trinity. I'm not lower than an angel. I'm higher than an angel. I am the only creator or creation that has been created in the image of God the Father. I am the only creation to whom he said... I give you the keys to the kingdom. There's no one scripture that God said to Michael or Gabriel the archangels that I give you the keys to the kingdom. He didn't say that to them. He said it to me and to you. Matthew 16, 19. Matthew 18, 18. I give you the keys. Whatever you bind shall be bound. Amen. Am I speaking to somebody? 
You worry about the coronavirus. We have been given the authority to rebuke anything that comes against us. Now is the time when the church will accelerate. By the way, I don't want to speak double-mindedly, but for the sake for those who ask us, if it spreads in South Africa, what happens to the church? We're going to have church like crazy. When the government says close your doors, we will be open. I'm bound to one man and Jesus is his name. I'm not bowing to no government. I'm not bowing to no, come on, no disease, no virus. We have been given authority. Yes, Holy Spirit, I'll do that. It is written that wherever Jesus went, he healed all diseases. It is written where the disciples went out. Even Paul, they healed all diseases. I want to quickly show you something in Acts 28. Acts 28, I want to quote some things and then I'm going to read certain things. The scripture says that Paul spoke to these men and he said, listen to me. Don't sail out on the boat. If you get onto this boat, we're all going to die. He said, listen to me now. What you don't understand, the scripture says God does nothing unless he reveals it to his servants, the prophets first. Before God does something, warnings come through men and women of God. And here's Paul saying, don't go there. We're going to lose our lives. And what happened? Eventually in Acts 28, you see a mighty storm comes. And suddenly they are shipwrecked. And here's Paul. He said, let me just tell you something. We're not going to die. Because last night, an angel of the Lord came. Now you better hear me. The angel of the Lord came because of Paul. Let me try that one more time. If you have a man and woman of God in your car, don't worry. God in that plane, don't worry. Yes. No, 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 let me try in that sight. You have a man and woman of God in life that speaks to you like you don't worry. Amen. Paul says, Because of me. <laughs> Whoa! Because of me. Amen. Nobody will die. Amen. He said, But you, you must listen. I told you. I gave you these warnings. You didn't listen. But thank God he sent an angel last night. Amen. And you know what I like? He says, An angel came from the God whom I serve. He didn't say the angels serve God. Hang on now. He says an angel came from the presence of God. By the way, he came from the, from the God whom I serve. Amen. Amen. Why did the angel came? Because God said. Not because Paul prayed, oh Gabriel, please do something. No, no, no. His faith is not an angel. His faith is in a living God. And what God says to the angel, you see that ship? You see everybody on that ship? I'm godly. But this one, he's mine. You go down to that one and you tell him, don't you worry. You're not going to die. I'm going to keep this boat afloat because of you. I don't think people get what I'm telling them this morning. And, 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 and you can go on further. You see, suddenly there was a shipwreck and they ended up on, a, on an island. And the Bible says the following. I want to read this to you. This is so powerful. By the way, just look at me before we're going to read this. They ended up among pagan people. These people were not Christians. I want to get this right straight. The pagan people, the people that worship pagan gods, were very kind to them. 
not their own people. The Bible says if you do not take care of your own, you are worse than an unbeliever. Here, unbelievers are taking care. Wow, you didn't get that. You even find it when they left. The scripture says they honored us in all things, taking care of all our needs. But I want to read you something quickly. Are you excited? I said, are you excited? Now when they had escaped, they, they, they found an island which was called Malta. And the natives, say, please say natives, showed us unusual kindness. Pause. The natives will have showed us unusual kindness. Please look at me. Please take it. I beg of you, take it. I declare this in the name of Jesus. That speaks of favor. That you will receive favor among people that don't even know you. That your face will come up as a memorial in the night hours. People will have dreams and visions about you and your household. Come on, there will be job opportunities. People will say, I need this man. I need this woman in my business. Then you're going to get this. I'm prophesying this to somebody unusual favor in the name of Jesus. Shout unusual favor. In actual fact, jump to your feet and shout unusual favor. You can do better than that. Unusual favor. I'm speaking to somebody that's in need of unusual favor. I'm speaking to somebody that's in need of unusual kindness. Where are you in this place? I'm speaking to somebody that is in need of God to do something supernaturally now. If you're in this place, if you're one of them, I want you to lift those voices and give Jesus 30 seconds of crazy praise and say, Lord, this is my week. assignment 
steps out. When you step in, come on, sickness and disease run. When you step in, there's a change. I don't want to sound prideful or arrogant, but be honest with yourself. For those of you that has been here with us for a while now, look at your business. Yeah. Look at the favor that God has given you. Unusual favor. Unusual kindness. And this is, you ain't seen nothing yet. Blessed are the eyes that have seen what you've seen and the ears that have heard what you hear. I say God will honor. Lift those hands. I declare in the name of Jesus. Unusual favor of your business. Unusual kindness. Unusual breakthroughs. Unusual miracles. Unusual favor. I declare this by the power of the Holy Ghost. This is your week for unusual favor. Unusual. You will live in houses that you didn't build. You will live in houses that you didn't build. You'll drive in cars that you can't afford. Unusual. Qualified for you'll get contracts in that you that your job your, your your business can't even handle it. There's people under the sound of my voice. You will have to show away business. You'll have to say, I can't get to this. We are too busy. My God, you'll buy new machinery. You'll do what you have to do because the blessing of God is coming to your house. Unusual. I'm standing in Malta this morning. I'm telling people right now, it might have been shipwrecked, but you'll not die. I'm standing in Malta this morning telling you that there will be unusual favor and kindness. How can you be so sure of it? Because I stand before a living God. The God whom I serve is not a God that will fail. Who believes that? says, Lord Jesus, I take this word unusual. Unusual favor, Lord. Unusual. I'm getting somewhere, I promise you. Who feels there's a shift in your spirit this morning? Come on, who feels? Do you know why? Because faith is being stirred in your heart. You hear the word of God. And when you hear the word of God, that's how faith comes. I'm a giant in the faith. Shout somebody. Shout somebody. I'm a giant in the faith. Come on, somebody shout. I'm a giant in the faith. It says, the native showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire. They kindled a fire, and they made us feel welcome. Because of the rain that was falling, and because of the cold. It was cold, it was raining. Now, now, hear me, they just came out of shipwreck. Let me, let me try to explain this to you. They, they, they just love that scripture that says, Though I walk through the valley <laughs> of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. They just, they just lived it themselves. And here they come on the island. They don't know the place. They don't know where they are. It's ice cold. It's raining. But yes, God... Lord, why didn't you stop the, the storm? Lord, why didn't you allow the shipwreck? He, he, he said to them before the shipwreck, don't go onto this boat. They didn't obey. And because of his grace, he said, okay, I'm not going to kill people because of Paul's life. People's not going to die because the man of God is there. And now I'm going to give them unusual favor. Not because of you, because of him. Hallelujah. So when they got on the island, they said the natives welcomed them. Somebody needs to hear me. Those even who do not like you will welcome you. They will make you feel welcome. Oh, come on. They will do the work. 
You will step in and the fire is ready. Can we all step in? Oh, somebody listen to me. So they said, because of the cold, but, but when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks, laid him on the fire, a vapor came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. Now here's what a lot of people miss out on. The scripture says, Paul was welcomed. They had unusual favor and kindness. Half of the job was already done. There was a fire. But even though Paul was tired, Paul was wet, and Paul was cold, Paul knew that I have a responsibility to keep the fire going. If I want to stay on fire and feel the heat, I must do something for myself. I can't wait for my brother to do it. Listen, I can just imagine Paul thinking to himself, imagine I have to wait on these people. They don't even listen when I tell them, don't go onto the boat. If I wait for them, the fire is dying. Look to your neighbors, I'm not going to look to you for the fire of God. I'm going to rekindle the fire myself. And what you don't understand, the scripture says, so Paul put his hands in the sticks, placed it on the fire, and suddenly, because of the heat, a snake came out. And bit him on the arm because of the heat. The devil comes when the heat is on. The more you stay on fire for God, the more the enemy will come and try to attack you. Somebody borrow me your eyes. The reason why you have been going through what you've been going through is because of the breakthrough. You live in the line of the fire. If you don't like the attack, forget the breakthrough. Yes. Maybe you hear me this time. If you don't like the attack, forget about the breakthrough. The Bible says the, the snake came out. Why? Because of the fire. The heat. And here's the thing. So he gripped him. Bit him on the arm. And now, do you know what the native said? The native said, justice demanded that he's a, he's a, he's a murderer. He must die. What you don't know? Look at me. They had a pagan god called Justice. And Justice was the god who killed murderers. They believed the god, the pagan god Justice, is behind this. And they were waiting for Paul to do what? To swell up? What, what Paul did was this. Amen. 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 Let me try that one more time. The pagan god Justice demanded. How can a dead god demand anything? What Paul was saying is, I'm above your dead god. Watch me. Can you do that? Just don't slap the person next to you. Do that again. I said, do that again. What did Paul do? He shaked it off. Look at him, look at him. He's going to die now. Surely he's going to die. Because justice demanded. Look at him, look at him. He's not going to make it because justice has demanded. I don't care what justice demanded. I can tell you what grace did. You will live and not die in Jesus' name. Shake it off. I said shake it off. I said shake it off. Shout yes if you believe that. I said shout yes if you believe that. I 
love this justice demanded he's going to die. <laughs> what justice didn't knew, there was an angel of God that came in the night and said, you're not going to die. <laughs> you just shake it off. I know, I know, I know that I know we want breakthrough easy. It doesn't always come easy. That's why it's called breakthrough. If you didn't almost break, it's not a breakthrough. You'll always find that the more you stay on fire for God, the more the enemy wants to attach himself to you. Why? Because he wants you to lose focus on the heat. He wants you to lose focus on the fire. He wants you to lose focus on the fire so that the fire can die. But God is calling the Davids in this hour. I said, God is calling the Davids in this hour. It says, we're not afraid of this thing. Now, I want to quickly jump and, and read. I'll go back there now. He says, he shook off the creature into the fire, and he himself suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. Why did they say that? Because they thought his god is killing, is going to kill him. Justice is going to kill Paul. Because Paul didn't die, they said, now surely this must be a god, because a god can't die. That's stupid. Because they couldn't prove their own god. let's go he says but after they had looked for a long time <laughs> people will look a long time to see you go down you will not uh, oh come on people will look a long time waiting for your destruction while they're waiting for you to go down they will see the parade go by come on somebody needs to grab this word with two hands you will not go down you will not die you will shake off that thing you shake off fear anxiety, you shake off depression, you shake off coronavirus, you shake off TB, you shake off AIDS, you shake it off, you shake it off, this man, this man must be a God, no, this man just serves a big God, a God is not asleep, a God is not on holiday, but a God that answers by fire. Jesus in this place. Now, in that region, there was an estate of leading citizens on, on the island whose name was Publius, who received us and entertained us. And, 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 and here he goes on. It says, it happened that, the, that his father lay sick of a fever and the century of the stomach he had problems of the stomach Paul went in and he prayed he laid his hands on him he didn't say I'm gonna get this oh I can't take it no you can only give people what you have so then hold have I none but such as I have I give unto you in the name of Jesus rise these hands 
do not take drugs. These hands releases the supernatural power of God to heal the sick, to raise the dead, come on, to cast out demons. Is somebody in this house listening to me? These hands is not germ infected. These hands are supernatural weapons. Shout yes. And he said, Paul healed him. So when, he, when this was done, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. I like what verse 10 says. They also honored us. Yay. You can only have what you honor. They honored us in many ways. And when we departed, they provided such things as were necessary. Natives taking care of Paul's needs. I love this. What did Paul do when the vapor came out? You know what I like about when you know when it's faith? It doesn't matter what comes against them, they're unmoved. They're not soon shaken. They're not soon moved. The only thing that moved when Paul was bitten of the snake was the snake. What is Dieran? Check him, check him, he's gonna die now, he's gonna die now. No, 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 no. You're not gonna die now. Come on, we refuse that report in the name of Jesus Christ. I said we refuse that report right now in the name of Jesus Christ. It will not come near you. Why? Because we don't serve big angels, we serve a big God. We worship a true king, a living king that will never leave you and he will never forsake you. You know the word that comes to my spirit over and over and over and over is the same word that I just said a few minutes ago. They will receive unusual favor, unusual kindness. No, let, let, let me, uh, somebody needs to grab this. This is why it's coming out over and over and over because it has not become a revelation truth to you. I declare in the name of Jesus, unusual favor, unusual breakthroughs, unusual favor, unusual miracle, unusual kindness is coming your way. But what do you need to do? You need to shake it off and say, I'm not going to be moved by the world. Hallelujah. coronavirus comes to children of God, the coronavirus must be saved. Amen. When a mosquito bites you, it must fly away and sing this power in the blood of Jesus. Amen. I had news this morning that, that Chuck Norris has the coronavirus, the coronavirus attacked him. The coronavirus is in isolation for two weeks now. <laughs> That's how we should live. Yeah. Coronavirus me. blood of the Lamb. I said, I am redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. The blood is my covering. When I walk in this blood, when I sit down, His blood is my covering. Shake it off. Oh, death, where is thy sting? I want to do that again. Just oh, maybe they will call to me. Eh? when there was heat applied don't ask the question why is it so terrible so hot it is moeilijk don't ask that question it's because there's fire on my voice you have the responsibility to keep that fire going you came here this morning do you know what happened you received unusual kindness you don't get this you stepped onto Malta and the fire was already burning <laughs> you might say it's cold the aircon okay. 
just trying to, to make a story up here. Right? <laughs> but when you got here, there was a fire. But now you have to do what Paul is doing. I'm not going to wait for my neighbor to keep it burning. I'm going to get into work. I'm going to do it. I'm going to put on the wood on the fire. I'm going to stay on fire. This is why when they threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the furnace of fire, do you know why they didn't burn? How do you set somebody on fire who's already living in the fire? They throw Daniel in the lion's den, and he's just among family members. Imagine that. Hallelujah. Do you know who my father is? The lion of the tribe of Judah. Sit yourself down. Oh, he, he, he told that lion, hey, get. Get. <laughs> my father is the lion of the tribe of Judah. come against you, when they plot against you, when they say you will fail, when they say there's no hope for him and God, when they turn their backs on you, come on when they hate you, when they say all bad things about you, when they call you in and say your job is closing down, when they say you'll never have the contract, oh, when they say you one you like and say neighbor you better shake it off shake it off one more time shake it off shake it off shake it off my God loves me he loves you he will never leave you I say he will never forsake you he will never let you go hallelujah he will never let you go you know what I'm going to say now might sound strange to you. Let me tell you how much God loves you. When you take money in South Africa, in any bank, and you put it into the bank, you invest it into the bank, the money that you get out per year is 6%. Yeah. God says, I love you so much that if you give it into the kingdom of God, I give you the least I'll give you is 50-fold. 60-fold. But Lord, when, when the economy goes, do this, what do you do? When I decrease, you increase. What do we do, Lord, when there's famine in the street? You don't do anything but... If your boss calls you in and says, listen, your job... It doesn't look good for you this, this year for a bonus. Amen. I don't work for you. Amen. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's getting this. You step into your workplace. You know why they're open? Because you're there. <laughs> the deal that comes in is because you're there. But the day is here right now that they will know. Thank God. Oh, 
Oh, thank God we have Francois in our, in our business. Oh, come on, thank, thank God. Favor. Shout favor. One more time, favor. When your husband and your wife, the wife quarrels, when your, okay, husbands help me, man, when your wife quarrels with you. Jesus, did you shed your blood so that people might be saved and free? I want to pray for all those free groups that, Lord, that you show me. The first group of people is people have never given their life to Christ. You've never completely surrendered your life. And you need Jesus Christ because you know that you cannot save yourself. You need a Savior. And thank God that Jesus came willingly. You need to publicly announce that he's your savior, publicly accept him as your Lord. The second group of people is people who gave your life to Christ, but you're cold. Your walk with God is cold. You go to church when you feel like it. You serve God how you feel. And you need that zeal, you need that fire. For a group of people I'm speaking to this morning, it's people that says, I need to know, Lord, for certain that I'm saved. One thing that is not guaranteed is tomorrow. One thing that's not guaranteed is your next hour. Where will you spend eternity? That's the most important thing. I believe in God's prosperity. I believe in God's healing. But you can die without with sickness, but you can't die without Jesus. You can die poor, but you can't die without Christ. Hell is not a state of mind. Hell is a destination for those who deny Jesus Christ. This morning, there's people in this building right now. You can no longer sit on the fence. You have to decide, as Joshua says, decide today who you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We are not ashamed of this gospel. This is the power unto salvation. I want to speak to people right now in this building. I want you to respond over the airwaves. Contact us if you pray this prayer with us. But this morning, there's people that need to say, Jesus, I want to accept you publicly. Because your word says, if I deny you before people, you will deny me before my Father in heaven. I don't want to deny you right now. This second group of people, even in this place, you called. The Lord spoke to you this morning to rekindle that fire. You need to be set on fire. You know, you can't say, well, I don't want to serve the Lord because of the hypocrites in church. Then go, go, don't go to work tomorrow because there's a lot of hypocrites at your job place. Don't go to the gym because you'll find a lot of hypocrites there too. We don't serve God for people. We serve Him because we can't live without Him. We don't give our lives to Jesus for the sake of people because we can't live without Him. We don't even give our lives to Christ because we fear hell. We give our lives to Jesus because we love Him. We can't live without Him. First group of people I'm speaking to this morning, even in this place, is people that says, I need to make sure that I'm saved. I want to make sure my life is required of me right now that I'm saved. Come on, if you're one of the three groups, lift your hand very high in this place. Come on. If you're one of the three groups that I just said, I want to give my life to Christ. I need to rekindle that fire. I need to be set on fire. First group of people, I want to make sure that I'm saved. If you lift your hands, quickly run to the front. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you together as I pray for the people that's watching us around the world. To the Lord. Somebody's child is coming to the Lord. Come, there's more people. You sit and wait. Should I come? Should I come? Come, now is the time for salvation. Now is the time. time where you say, Lord, I'm going to be on fire for God like never before. Never before. I want to give you a few seconds. Maybe you're still fighting that in your spirit, in your seat. 
Should I come out? What, what will people think? Forget what people think. You've got a heaven to gain. You've got a heaven to gain. I have come to the conclusion that anything in this world, if it's not for God's kingdom, is a waste of time. Anything that we do, if we spend our time on anything, it's time we'll never get back. But time with Jesus is the best time spent ever. So come, make sure. If you know that you know that you know, you need to be in the front. Quickly come. When you come out, he's not going to judge you and say, look at this sinner. No, it's like the father saying, welcome home, my child. Welcome home. But I pray today, that as we pray this together with you, that this will be the last day that you will have to worry about your salvation. That you will put your faith in Jesus Christ alone. And that you will, there will be a new fire coming to you this morning. A fresh, fresh fire. A zeal for your father's house will eat you up. You'll say, Lord, I'm going to serve you from this day forward. In Jesus' name. I want to pray for those who's watching us around the world. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I want to ask the whole church just to quickly stand to their feet with me. Come on. And we're going to pray this prayer together. We're not just praying this out of our minds. We're praying this out of our hearts. We, we mean this with every ounce of our being. And I want you to pray this loud and audibly. I want you to say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I confess with my mouth that I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. You died for my sins. And on the third day, you rose from the dead. I accept you right now, publicly, as my personal Lord and my Savior. Come and wash me this morning. Cleanse me of all iniquity. Father God, write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Holy Spirit, rekindle the fire. Set me on fire for Jesus. This morning, I promise you, my life for yours. From this minute, I'm going to give you everything. My time is yours. My money is yours. My decisions is yours. My life is not my own. I give it to you. And I promise you, from this second, I'm going to serve you in spirit and in truth. And I thank you. According to your word, I am born again. The old things is gone. I am a new creation in Jesus Christ. If you believe it, give him the greatest shout of praise. Father, I pray for each one of them. Not one of them shall be lost. Not one of them, Lord, shall go back to that place where they feel stagnant in the spirit. I thank you from this morning they will do what Paul did. Even when they're tired, even when they feel weak, they will rekindle the fire. They will keep the fire going. Nothing will be more important than you, Lord. No loss will be more important, Lord. No gain will be more important. There's no gain outside of Jesus. If Jesus is all you have, you have all that you need. 